Well, happy Monday, and welcome to the Newsmax Daily for November the 13th, 2023. Most people won't even give it a thought or care about the fact that today is the 13th because it's not Friday the 13th. At least Friday the 13th is a Friday. Monday the 13th should be a much worse day, simply because it's Monday, right? Today is the 46th Monday of the year, to be exact. It's the second of four Mondays this month, and it's World Orphans Day. Created to bring attention to the millions of orphaned children around the world and encourage people to raise awareness about it, support, and funding for those children. It's also World Kindness Day, created by humanitarian groups in 1997, kind of goes hand in hand, right? One way that you could show your kindness would be to donate to humanitarian causes today or donate to organizations for orphans. In the United States, today is also Hug a Musician's Day, which pretty much speaks for itself. If you are a musician, well, there you go. Topping the headlines, among the many, many other things, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott has suspended his 2024 presidential campaign as the calls grow louder for Chris Christie and others to do the same. I am suspending my campaign. I I think the voters uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet have been really clear that they're telling me uh, not now, Tim. This comes only days after he participated in the GOP presidential primary debate Wednesday night. Scott made what his staff called a surprise announcement with his good friend and former South Carolina Congressman Trey Gowdy on Fox late last night. One campaign worker told the Associated Press that most of the staff found out that Mr. Scott was dropping out of the race by watching the show. Donors seem to be surprised as well. Scott said he wouldn't immediately be endorsing any of his fellow Republican rivals, which is kind of interesting. He also said he wasn't interested in being vice president, saying, this is a quote, that he has never been, that has never been on my to-do list for this campaign, and it's certainly not there now. But, Everyone says that, right? You know, if someone were to ask you to be the vice president, nobody's goal really is to be the vice president, right? But if someone asks, you're most likely going to take the gig. Meanwhile, the GOP presidential frontrunner, Donald Trump, was on the road, of course, over the weekend. To me, peace through strength is not just a political slogan. It's actually a moral duty. And it's my commitment to you, the American people, but you will not have World War III. Trump spoke at a Veterans Day event in New Hampshire. Great to be back in the proud home of the first in the nation primary, your first in the nation primary. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis spoke at an event in Iowa on Saturday. We need a leader that's going to bring some order to all this chaos that's going on in our country and around the world. And somebody that has worn the uniform is is a good start. I'm the only one that's done that. Navy veteran Ron DeSantis. As we all observed or celebrated Veterans Day over the weekend, we heard a lot of great stories from veterans on Newsmax. Listen to this from Newsmax host Rita Cosby and Army Lieutenant Colonel Darren Gobb. My father uh, was a Polish resistance fighter, became a prisoner of war. He was 90 pounds, six feet tall when he escaped. And he came to what he literally thought was a a mirage uh, when he finally saw literally a note. And I get emotional thinking about it. A A note came down from an American pilot and it was dropped. It was a note wrapped around um, a chocolate bar 
And I keep thinking what he must have, when they saw these starving POWs, the note yeah. said, you have 15 miles to walk and you're free. Go west. My dad ran 15 miles and they came to the stream. And on the other side were American GIs and they were pointing to their flag and saying to my father, who could only speak Polish, you're free, you're free. My father was just crying. But I share that story because I think it's so important, Colonel Gobb, for people to understand what America means, not just to this country, but to the world. I mean, there are thousands, hundreds, millions of people that are praying that American troops are telling them they're free. Oh, absolutely. And I think if you take that and expand it, and there are so many veteran stories out there. And some of the most impressive ones that you hear about are people that will never tell you about their stories in the first place. You see this older gentleman on a cane wearing a World War II hat walking around the mall or something like that. You go up and talk to him and you find out that they jumped into Normandy or that you know something like what happened in your story there. Those are just those are just incredible stories and we need to tell those stories as often as we possibly can because this this liberty that America enjoys has a price. And I'll also say that we get notes with our organization from all over the world, and they always tell us the world is watching the United States because if we can continue to support liberty in America, then the world will continue to be able to fight for liberty, too. But if we, go, if we lose it here, then the world loses it everywhere. Yeah, you're right. We are the beacon, and they're looking to us for leadership. Well, with the world watching, the current president again didn't look very presidential during his annual laying of the wreath ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery on Saturday. If you haven't seen this yet, I mean, you have to go Google this or go on YouTube. After placing a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier, President Biden turned around, seemed to be a little confused, walked back to the wreath. The soldier standing there politely pointed him in the right direction before he went and stood next to the vice president, who probably should be standing by his side at most events now, or the first lady, I mean someone. And the whole world will be watching this week when President Biden has a sign line meeting with Chinese President Xi at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in San Francisco. That is scheduled to happen on Wednesday. I don't have anything to announce today, and I won't speculate on any outcomes of President Biden's meeting with President Xi. That's Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin speaking this morning from his meetings in Seoul, South Korea, where he addressed the latest U.S. airstrikes in Syria. These strikes are intended to disrupt and degrade the freedom of action and capabilities of these groups, which are directly responsible for attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq and Syria. Austin also issued a written statement over the weekend concerning the deaths of five U.S. Special Operations soldiers that were killed in a crash Friday night after their aircraft had what the military called a mishap during a training exercise and went down into the Mediterranean Sea. By far the biggest and worst news of the weekend. The tragedy here is not just that we lost five members of some service, but that we lost five of the very best of the pilots and aircrew in the world, not just in the United States military, but in the world. These folks tend to have thousands of hours just on night vision goggles, uh, and so they're highly trained, highly skilled, and so when you have something like this, it's a terrible tragedy, not just for the human life lost, but for the uh, extraordinary capabilities that were, that were uh, inherent in those crews. That is former Marine fighter pilot Colonel Stephen Gennard on ABC News. Also in the headlines, the EU 
The European Union condemns Hamas for using hospitals as human shields. That's a headline you're seeing all over the place, even on Newsmax. Hamas is a terrorist organization. We're dealing with terrorists. It's not like condemning Russia for the war crimes in Ukraine. The EU or NATO cannot put sanctions as a punishment on Hamas. They're terrorists. And if you remember on Friday's Newsmax Daily, I said I disagree with GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy about Donald Trump not being popular with younger voters. One of the reasons I said is because of Trump's relationship with UFC and the popularity of UFC with younger folks. Actually, UFC is popular with everybody. But sure enough, Donald Trump appeared at Saturday night's UFC event in Madison Square Garden. That's in New York City, along with Kid Rock, Donald Trump Jr., and some other people. But this is after speaking in New Hampshire earlier in the day. This is T.W. Shannon, former Oklahoma House Speaker, on Sunday Agenda with Lydia Serrani. Well, I got to tell you, I was at Madison Square Garden last night. I was not at this event. I was not at the USC event. There was another event for Babyface, one of my favorite singing artists from the 90s. Uh, but I can tell you, you could hear the roar. You could hear the crowd. And will you compare this to the small uh, events that Joe Biden has? There is no crowd thunderous applause for Joe Biden on anything. And the reason is, is because there is no record on, on which to run on. He can't run on the border. He can't run on the failed pullout of Afghanistan. He can't run on world affairs where we've got the Middle East on fire, where we've got, you know, war, you know, war in, in, in Europe. I mean, this is a failed president by every stretch of the imagination. And it's no wonder the polling numbers has uh, Donald Trump beating Joe Biden in nearly all of the battleground states. The Democrats are in absolute panic mode right now. They'll try their best to deny but they are. This is backfired. This was an attempt. They wanted Donald Trump as the nominee, they thought. They never imagined in, a wild, in their wildest dreams that he'd be beating Joe Biden at this point. It's still early in the game. We're a year out. It's, it's possible that things could change, but I don't see it changing anytime soon. Donald Trump's in a really strong position, Lydia. He's in a really strong position, but then, John, we saw what happens on election night. We saw Republicans, they lost, so I think has that panic mode button kind of been dialed down a bit for Democrats when it comes to Joe Biden? Uh, no, I mean, the panic button is very much alive. Um, uh, you, you know, look, Donald Trump is a very high-intensity political figure. And I have, uh, so and, and we also need to understand that these kinds of events are carefully staged. I learned over 50 years ago, in, in, involved as a volunteer in campaigns, never measure the health of a campaign on the basis of the crowds that you draw. You can get all of your support in one room. With that said, there's no question about the fact that the President Biden is on the ropes right now. He's behind some, in some instances, uh, larger than the margin of, of sampling error, and that's not a good position to be in with one year to go. One one year to go. That's pollster John Zogby, the senior analyst at Zogby Strategies, as former President Trump now leads President Biden in a head-to-head -head race in most battleground states, including by as much as seven points in Georgia. We know that the polls don't really matter, right? Just ask Hillary Clinton. And we know that we have about a 3% margin of error either way. So if you're leading by a point or two, it really doesn't matter that much. But five points in Pennsylvania, seven in Georgia, four in Arizona, 
It's in the morning consult Bloomberg poll. Definitely better than trailing, right? And let's go back to yesterday's edition of Sunday Agenda for a disturbing and sad look at the state of America. Hatred across our country, it has reached a boiling point. The Anti-Defamation League reporting a nearly 400% spike in incidents against Jews in the United States between October 7th and October 23rd. Young Americans, they are, they are lost and they appear hopeless. It's why they're all vaping and doing drugs more than ever before, trying to numb their reality. Teen overdose deaths have now doubled in the last three years due to fentanyl. Economically, the future also bleak for the younger generation. In an effort to combat inflation, the Fed has now raised the interest rate several times, which in turn has now caused a housing crisis. The typical age now to buy a first home, it's jumped to 36 years old, the oldest ever on record. And forget a home, most young people report not even being able to buy a car now. All of this chaos, though, guys, it was avoidable because all of it was created by Joe Biden. The wars, his weakness on the world stage, drugs, Biden's open border policy, inflation, Biden's endless spending and and war on fossil fuels, faith in our leaders. Also, that's a thing of the past. On Friday night, the FBI confiscated New York City Mayor Eric Adams two cell phones and an iPad. Is this self-proclaimed Biden of Brooklyn now also on the take? As Democrats run this country into the ground, they remain focused on trying to destroy President Trump, not saving America. But Americans are not as stupid as the Democrats think they are. They see the cases against Trump for what they are, political persecution. One recent poll found that 62% of all Americans believe that the charges against Trump are politically motivated. At this point, support for Trump It's not just about him anymore. This is now a national movement to save our country, to save the world, a push to right so many wrongs. We need a seismic shift to desperately bring our great nation back. That's Newsmax host Lydia Serrani on Sunday Agenda. And Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett spoke with Rob Astorino on Saturday Agenda. I want to ask you something, since you're from Tennessee, and this did not get the attention it deserves this week. The manifesto of the transgender who shot up the Covenant School in March and killed six people, including three nine-year-old students, was apparently leaked out, even though the Nashville PD and the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation won't confirm it. Audrey Hale apparently wrote that she wanted to, quote, kill as many of you little crackers with your white privileges as she can. Why hasn't law enforcement released that manifesto? I mean, really, why are they protecting this mass murderer? I have no idea. I guess part of the problem is it doesn't fit the agenda. You know, if it, if it comes out to be a, somebody who has, uh, if they say something positive about Trump, I'm sure it would make the headlines of every, of every newspaper in the country. But the reality is this would not fit their narrative. If it's in fact legitimate, I suspect it is. And, uh, and you still have to ask yourself, why will law enforcement not, or, or the uh, Justice Department not release this manifesto? They've, they've released others within hours of shootings, and yet this one seems to be held up. They claim it's in an, in, still in the middle of an investigation. Well, what investigation? The little girl who is going through a sex change to a man, um, if that's even possible, uh, was, um, you know, died on the scene. The police took her out as they should have. 
And um, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all other than it just doesn't fit the left-wing agenda. And this week on Capitol Hill, lawmakers will once again be negotiating spending bills or attempting to negotiate spending So here we go again, right? The government runs out of money next Saturday. Speaker Mike Johnson is going to be tested here. What are the odds of a shutdown in a week? And is there a line in the sand for House Republicans in these negotiations? Well, we have a day. uh, We have a a phone call today and we're going to discuss it. I hope we use they're going to I think they're going to attempt a laddered approach. I think that's good. It just um, instead of just a massive funding bill. It goes in stages of which, uh, what are our priorities? Our, of course, our defense is going to be a priority and other things. And then it just pays for them as they go instead of doing just one big block of, of money. So hopefully there's something there we can negotiate uh, with. Um, you know, the Senate, they, they, the, 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 the far left media just keeps saying that it's the House, it's the House. And we keep proposing stuff. We keep proposing stuff. And and Schumer just won't won't do anything. He just has his head in the sand and says, I'm not going to do it. And he just blames Republicans. But eventually, I think the public's going to wake up and see the fact that we are doing something. We're proposing things. And he just will not will not come to the table at all. Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. So it will be in the news all week long. A lot of politicians saying a lot of stuff including Congressman Burchett. We'll have updates from Capitol Hill. There'll be closed-door meetings. And in the end, my guess is we will have another continuing resolution. And again, the much-anticipated meeting between President Biden and Chinese President Xi will dominate the headlines as well. However, I don't expect much from it since it is a sideline meeting. Keep in mind, this much, much much-anticipated face-to-face meeting between Biden and Xi is not taking place at the White House. It's not taking place in China. It's taking place at a summit in San Francisco. And did you see this? Texas A&M University fired football coach Jimbo Fisher on Sunday, committing to a buyout of his contract for $75 million, the largest buyout ever for a college football coach. You're not doing a good job. We're not winning. You're fired, but we're going to give you an insane amount of money anyway, so you and your kids will never have to work again. When they hired Fisher away from Florida State several years ago, they gave him an eyebrow-raising 10-year, $75 million guaranteed contract. Okay, They say that the money will be paid with donor dollars from the school's 12th Man Foundation, which had actually been raising money for the past year, maybe more, to get Fisher fired, and from the athletic department's funds. But $75 million. I get guaranteed money for players who can get hurt and their career is over, but for coaches who are getting paid millions of dollars to begin with, it's just dumb, I think. It's just stupid. And as soon as coaches get fired, most coaches, most of them, get rehired somewhere else within weeks or a couple of months. Your job is to win. You're not winning, you're fired. 
Keep up with all the news on Newsmax. It's available on AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Verizon, Spectrum, Cox Cable, and many other providers, as well as your favorite streaming platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, and others. And be sure to sign up for the new Newsmax Plus. If you haven't already, go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Get a free trial. It includes all of your favorite Newsmax shows, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, Carl Higby, Greg Kelly, Greta Van Susteren, analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and so many others. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.